TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I mean, I've done everything. Glenn Perkins. I've started, I've mopped up, I've closed. Glenn Perkins. We joke around and we have fun and he's different, he's unique. He seems like a guy that I'd like to have him do it. It's me. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Sweet. Hey, welcome to the Score North Twins Show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. I am the host of the show, Glenn Perkins. I'm here with Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. Um, we haven't been here in a while. I think it's been probably five or six weeks. Um, and so we're, we're going to do a little bit of recap. First, I want to recap that every stinking time I drive in here in the winter, it snows. And, like the night before. It's clockwork. Are, are, you, so, are you new to Minnesota, Glenn? I, I just, I mean, I know time? that it snows a lot, but like it hasn't snowed a ton this year. And the last time, I, I feel like the last like three or four times I've come out, I've been like, oh, yeah, I'm running a little late. The snow sucks. <laughs> uh, I think always, one yeah. time it was actually rain, which is ridiculous, but. The roads, they're not, they weren't even bad today, and it still took me an hour and 20 minutes to you get here. You can blame Josh Donaldson for this one, can't you, Phil? It rained on the day that the Twins brought in the bringer of rain. Happy Is there anything more there symbolic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happy Josh Donaldson week to everybody. Yeah, there you go. There. Yeah. And uh, happy uh, 75th time Glenn Perkins gets to tell the story about him and Josh Donaldson chirping at each I, other I at Target Field. I cannot wait till this weekend when I find him at Twins Fest and <laughs> take a picture with him. And, like, we can just put this whole thing to bed. Like, it was six years ago. What if he's still pissed at you? He's not, because I literally saw him. Like, that happened. I mean, you could look it up. It probably happened, like, in June Yeah, at, at some time. Yeah, it's like May, June, midsummer, and then the All-Star game was, like, two months it, later? Yeah, I, I, whatever it was, it wasn't very long after, and I saw him. And, okay. like, I mean, I even went back, and I read, like, his quotes, and he was like, yeah, I don't really know what happened, and, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with the guy. I don't think I showed him up, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's what I said there. I was, He's like, we're competitors, and we're out there competing in that extra inning game. Like, stuff happens. Sorry to get us off track here, but was was your first All-Star game 13? Yeah. Okay, because his, he talked about this yesterday. 14 here was his first one. Yeah. So I think that was kind of a cool moment for him in his career when he sort of he talked yesterday at the press conference, guys, from going from at one point being the worst player in Major League Baseball to getting shuttled around to Josh Donaldson in marquee lights. Yeah, you know? and there's all like I, weird things always happen because inevitably throughout seasons or careers or whatever, you you end up in confrontations with people, and then all of a sudden you're on the same. You might be on the same team team, or you might be on an All Star team together. And like you know, like Pro Bowl week is right now, and Michael Thomas blew up the the Vikings. You know, I think what during the the Forty ers game or the week leading up to that, where he said they shouldn't have lost to him and all these things, and now he's there was what like fifteen Vikings at the <laughs> at the Pro Bowl, including Xavier, including Rhodes Xavier somehow, Rhodes got there. Yeah, um, so there's, there's hope for all of us. <laughs> uh, Derek, you still have a chance to make a Pro Bowl, no chance. <laughs> and I'm the non-zero but guy. <laughs> he's so then it's like now he's there, so you know he's talking all these, now he's with all these Vikings guys like. You just have to get, you have to move past that. And like, as fate would have it that day, like, we get to whatever hotel it was downtown, the Hyatt or something, we get there and they have a room set up for all the American League guys to check in. And then they have a room for the National League guys to check in. So I go in the American League room and I get, you know, get my car, my room key and some gift bag that they give you. And then uh, I turn around, I'm walking out and right in the doorway is Josh coming in. And so I was just like, hey, this is the best time as any. Full uniform with a bat in hand. (laughs) Just ready to rumble. And uh, you know what? So, I mean, yeah. And then his, I was, it was my locker, then Kurt Suzuki, and then, and then, and then Josh. So uh, I spent plenty of time with him throughout the, that uh, couple days. And um, I'm excited that he's here because I I think there's a lot of uh, things of, 
of legitimacy to them signing a, a free agent like that. Yeah. That they did that, that they can do that, that they will do that. Um, also, he's a really good third baseman. And, oh, hey, he can hit, too. So those are all like, I mean, I, I could not be more excited for him to be here and to see him play every day. I love, so Thad Levine came on, Mackie and Jeb with Rami yesterday at like 4.30. If you missed it, just go podcast it, score North app. And he was really transparent and open about, Rami asked him, hey, it looked like you guys were in on big picture contracts potentially. And and then that, you know, according to what we were reading, that, that didn't go your way. And then you pivoted to Josh Donaldson. You're like, How in were you on some of these pitchers? And he flat out said, well, we were in on Zach Wheeler, and he chose to want to live and play in Philadelphia. And and I, I think the way if, if they went into the offseason and said, "All right, we're, we got a hundred million dollars burning a hole in our pocket, and we're going to spend it on pitching," I actually think this works out better because I think Josh Donaldson, I think he, I, this is going to sound crazy to a lot of fans who who are just fixated on pitching, but I think Josh Donaldson, you, you had to make two moves, and I think Josh Donaldson. Raises your offense to be the best in baseball. He helps you now at third base. Now you now you went from one of the worst defensive third basemen to one of the best defensive third basemen, and you still get a chance with your boatload of prospects that you haven't even dealt from yet to go get a good pitcher between now and July thirty first. I think it works out better this way. Well, and, and Derek, you you might be able to help with this a little bit too. But the way I see it, wins 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 above replacement. War or war, no matter yeah. where they come from. So you just upgraded from. C.J. Crone to Josh Donaldson. Right. Yeah. And you put Miguel Sano at a, and, at a place and, that he's probably right. better fit to so, play. So right? you have a better third baseman, and now you have a, a guy that, I mean, do you take do you take Josh Donaldson or do you take C.J. Crone? C.J. Crone for like a month and a half was really good. Then he hurt his thumb, then he wasn't. So you got Josh Donaldson, granted he stays healthy. Th- those wins are, are wins whether you get them from a pitching rotation or from a, from a, a defensive offensive standpoint. Yeah, exactly right. I'd say the only thing that I'd push back on that is if the Twins had a corner solution and they were upgrading from say two wins to five wins but that's not the case here they went from zero to five right they, you know your first baseman was going to be marwin gonzalez or or mitch moreland or go pull a guy from triple a rochester yeah I, I, it there's works a, out better this there's way. a trickle down effect you know you bring up marwin gonzalez so now he gets to move around which is probably what he does best where he's not quite in there every day he's in there a lot of days gives breaks to everybody else around the infield maybe in the outfield um it, you know, and yeah, I mean, getting a pitcher looks looks splashy. That looks better. Like you get that guy; he's going to be out there every fifth. Day. You don't a guy a guy like Josh Donaldson won't maybe have that like glaring impact of a guy if he went out there every fifth day and threw seven innings, gave up two runs. But he's over the course of a season that he he's going to do as much or more. You know, or I remember last year we were doing uh, the Mariners when the, when the Twins were out in Seattle. And we talked about how good the defense was at that time of the season. They were they had the best fielding percentage, which doesn't mean anything to me except for the fact that they had the highest defensive efficiency. So they were putting making the most outs. They were, every ball the balls that were get put in play, they were turning those into outs at the highest rate. While also, so they were clearly covering ground, yeah. and not making errors and making outs. From that point to the end of the season, they were terrible. They ended up being one of the worst defensive teams in the game, which yeah. was weird because for like two months. They did everything right, which maybe is why you're 40 and 20. But they they struggle in, in, in that respect. So left side defense, you're know, strong up the middle, but left side defense with, with right-handed hitters trying to pull baseballs, you need to be strong on the left side. He was, I think, the second-best defensive third baseman, however you want to believe you know, defense run saved or, or UZR or anything like that. He's a really, really good—he's an upgrade over Miguel Sano, who's probably, at, at best, you could say he's league average. 
So you you in that respect too, you're making your pitching staff better. Uh, you have better defense. Your pitches are just naturally going to be better. Yeah, I think so too. But I guess I want to go back to what Phil said. And if you had a hundred million dollars to spend and you knew that, and you got to choose a pitcher, and and he didn't have any say in it, I think you'd rather have the pitcher on this current, just because of where the replacement level is. But here here's and here's where I disagree. Now that I've thought about this off season, if you sign that pitcher. Are you going to then trade for Nolan Arenado or so? Because you know, you've to me you had a hundred million dollars sure. to spend. What's door number two? And you had prospects to deal. I got gotcha. you. So if you're going to spend a hundred million dollars on Zach Wheeler, well, I also it, you know, the fact that they were looking at an impact position player. Okay, that's that's door number two. I would rather go get Josh Donaldson for money and guarantee that he's here for four or five years. And I think he's the type of dude who takes care of his body and you know you don't have the. You know, for pitchers, like you can take care of yourself, and then your elbow blows up or your shoulder blows up, like Glenn's shoulder blows. I mean, that with position players, if you stay in shape and you take it seriously, you can hit. Especially in today's age with nutrition information, you can hit until you're 38, 39, like Nelson Cruz. So I think solidifying Josh Donaldson for a few years with money, and then choosing the pitcher that you want with your prospects between now and July 31st. That's that's a that, now they have to do it. I was going to say. I was trying to figure out how to best say <laughs> yeah. that. Like, they have to do know. it. If there's a door number two and they choose to walk through it, then yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I'm not going to argue your point. If it's choose a pitcher or Josh Donaldson, okay, that's another debate, and a lot of people would lean pitcher. However, what I said on the day they signed is like a week ago, ten days now. If the choice is between Josh Donaldson and not getting Josh Donaldson, the choice is obvious. Like, yeah, you go spend that money, 21, 21 million a year, whatever, work out the buyout, guarantee some money, make the contract look nice. If he's still performing into his late 30s, like you say he can, Phil, you pick up that option and now you got a five year deal for a hundred some million dollars. I, I think this has the chance to look really, really good for the Twins. Um, I'm curious to see what the second move is. There's also, Glenn, there's a certain unquantifiable, and, and Thad Levine talked about this, Derek Falvey talked about this, sort of a swag factor with this guy that he just, and you could kind of hear it in the press conference yesterday, he's he's blatantly honest. Yeah, the Twins just offered more money. I, I, I rake at Target Field, <laughs> and yeah, there's, a, there's a time to that, be... That, that one, sorry, but that one is funny to me, because... And not not to take anything away, the guy's an incredible hitter, but like tons of guys raked at Target Field from 2011 <laughs> to 2015. It's like true. so many. I mean, Edwin Encarnacion, Jose Batista, they were all really good players, but like all due respect to Kyle Waldrop, it, it might yeah, it might have something to do a little bit to do with the pitching that they were facing. PJ Walters, hopefully you're not <laughs> listening to the podcast right now, but yes. So go on. I'm sorry, no, I had I, to but, throw that in there. But it is funny because he he kind of talked about. Yeah, the ballpark just sets up nice for. I, I like, see it in my, my eye. eye. Did and you hear swing. this, Glenn? Yeah, so, and you've got you know you've got a double A pitcher right, so, throwing says, meatballs to you. So he's an avid golfer in the off season. He just golfed in the LPGA Pro Pro M down there, and uh, and he said something about if you golf, Phil, maybe you could speak to this. Are you a golfer, Glenn? Somewhat. Okay, uh, you, Phil's you get out. Me. Okay, Glenn's better than I am. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, which means your league's better than I am, but uh, we live our lives. He said something like, if you're a golfer, you just know there are some holes on some courses. They just set up really well for your eye. Like, you just, you can kind of see how your swing will play this hole. And of course, that's a foreign concept to me. Like, I'm just trying to hit it kind of straight and a little far. That's hole number eight at Como Park. For okay, me. okay no, so perfect. Como's yeah, legendary track. The home park. Cut and the corner on that water. So yeah. he says, 
it sets up really well for his eye at Target Field, and like more power to you if that's the reason. And you don't want to dump on your new organization, then then good. That's a good answer. Good political, uh, uh, safe answer to yeah. give. The park sets up well for his eye. Yeah. Well, when they keep adding different stuff to the outfield, you know, wall. I know oh, no. they're doing trees and they got leaves out there and branches. Just put some palm so. trees out there, you know, <laughs> make us feel warmer in September, October. But just back to the to the swag factor here. What sort of a from from what you know about him and from what you know about just sort of I don't know clubhouse inner inner workings. If he comes in and he's just He's a confident dude, and he's good. he'll he'll clap back at a you know he'll he brings sort of an attitude. How much does that matter in your mind? I, I think that uh, you know he I think he has the ability to be a vocal leader, which I think always helps when when your guys when your guys are say you're, you know your corner locker guys um, those those guys that can be vocal and I and I read some quotes of his yesterday where he said I I know when to lighten the mood I know when we need to get serious. Um, and I, I would assume he's not a guy that that will be quiet. I think that when something needs to be said, he's going to be the guy that says it. That's, you know, when you a when you get paid that much money, b when they bring you in and and they talk about those things. Um, I think the word maybe it wasn't swag, but something along those lines came out of Derek and Thad's mouths yesterday. I mean, leadership might that be they, the word, and and that they want they want that they want a fiery. Um, you know, and I think Nelson Cruz it does a lot of that, probably more with you know the Sinos and Rosarios, the Latin guys, the Spanish-speaking guys. He's been really good for them. Um, but to have a guy in there that is is kind of has I, I, him and Nelson Cruz are very similar. I think I don't think Nelly's quite that outward and vocal, but I think having a guy like that, and I wouldn't go so far as to say he's a guy that you want on your team that you don't like to play against. I mean, he definitely has an has the ability to get under other teams' skin. Um, he's not like AJ. Though, no, right? and I, that's what I'm saying. I would not go even close to that far. But I think that he's a guy that that will bring that club us together. Now, when he was in Toronto, he had the guys I talked about, Edwin Encarnacion, Jose Batista, that were kind of older and, and, and ahead of him. And he was still establishing himself. I think he, he did he win his MVP and I think he was in Toronto. In 15, I think. Um, and so, you know, he got there. But now they brought him in. Now he's one of the older guys. He's one of the highest paid guys, maybe the highest paid guy now. Um, so he's the leader of that. He's the leader of that team in, in that respect. He's signed for the longest. Um, and so he's, I think he's, they bring him in to do a, a part of that. And he has a, I, you know, I've, I've seen his videos when he's been on MLB Network about, about hitting and the, and the way he talks about hitting. I think he likes to talk about, it. I think he wants to talk to other guys about that stuff if guys have questions. So having a, a hitting coach in, in a way that's, a, that's still a player, those things, you know, when, when a young guy comes up and you got Josh Donaldson talking to you, a guy that's won an MVP. All the things that he's done and the home runs that he's hit and the career that he's had to have that guy to, to to on your team can help immensely with young guys. So I think all of those things factor into you know outside of of what he's going to do on the field. I think there's a lot of positives with him in the clubhouse and in those things. I'm fascinated to see how the Twins move forward without hitting coach James Rousen. They kept Rudy Hernandez, who everybody says like incredibly great things about. As a sort of co-pitching coach, they promoted Edgar Varela from the from the minor leagues, so it's sort of a tandem hitting coach situation. 
And I think they should just throw a clause in Nelson Cruz's contract that says, like, yeah, you're also, like, kind of part-hitting coach here. Yeah. Like, if he regresses a little bit this year at 40, which is what the, the models would say he's going to do, Nelson Cruz still provides a ton of value for that clubhouse for the reason that Glenn's saying. Josh Donaldson might have had a little line in that contract, too, that said something about, like, hey, you know what? If Mitch Garver's got questions or whatever, he sort of did some similar things with his swing that you've done with yours throughout your career. Be there. Be there to be an ear, and I think that guy's going to be. And it reminds me of, of, in a way, of when I played with Jim Tomey. Um, sure. That he was like that. He was he was always in the cage because like if he stopped moving, he was gonna like seize up, <laughs> and so he was always down <laughs> just, there like taking walking around, <laughs> taking light swings. Like he always he literally couldn't like stop moving because he was he was old and his body was breaking down. So he would just keep like he wasn't ever like moving anywhere fast or taking like big heavy swings. But like he was always like even like during meetings, like he, if he was in a chair, he'd be like standing up and then sitting back down and like had a bat in his hands and was like squeezing it and like. You know, rocking it back and forth, like keeping his. I'm in my loose. late twenties, and I can so empathize with that. Yeah. <laughs> I am doing the same thing here. Yeah, dude. imagine taking like eight thousand swings, like Jim Tony takes when you're and he's forty. And he hit but a few he of had out. that too, where he was always around, and I think he he was another guy. I mean, obviously. Everybody knows about Jim Tomey, but he was another guy that that loved sharing what he knows about the game. I think Josh Donaldson, from what I've seen, is probably one of the most knowledgeable hitting guys. Hmm. You know that 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 play the game right now, um, and and so I think that again just added to the list of of ways that he's going to help the team win. Yeah, this is this is going to be such a fun is as fun as last year was, and the Bomba Squad, and who knows what the baseball is going to look and feel like this season. So it's possible numbers could just go down across the board. But I go in right now, even even if they if they don't bring in another pitcher, which I do think they're going to between now and July 31st, but if they didn't do anything else, they just went in and, all right, Barrios, Odorizzi, Pineda, whenever you come back in May, and then cross your fingers on Rich Hill for the second half of the season and just kind of figure out the rotation from there. I think the team, as currently constructed, if if they stay mostly healthy, is a 90-100 to 100 win team that wins the division and can compete in a five-game series against anybody in the American League. And then if you add a pitcher on top of that, Another you know number one number two caliber starter. I think we're talking World Series. I think I think this team is one really good starting pitcher away from legitimately being on that World Series level next year. What do you guys think? Well, they need to win one playoff game first. I know. <laughs> Get that it's hard. Back. It's, man, it's so hard. It's I I fall back on on the Theo Epstein thing so often, but you you build a team to get there and hope you get lucky. And and I think. There, like, there's no nothing to say that they couldn't win the World Series right now. But they could have won the World Series before they got Josh Donaldson. I think, I think, even without him, they were going to make the playoffs. I, I think they are still the division favorites. I think they're they're easily a 90 plus win team. And so I, I don't think that. I mean, I, it's the kind of thing. Even the Rich Hill signing is Homer Bailey. You get us to the playoffs, Rich Hill. You're going to pitch for us in the playoffs. And that's really all they want him to do. They don't need him to throw. 180 or 100 innings this year. They probably want him to get 40 or 50 maybe before the playoffs, 30, 40 innings before the playoffs. Make sure he's healthy going in. And it's just getting lucky. I think they have the team built that they should be the division favorites and they should win the division. I think if they don't win the division, I'm very disappointed in that. I'm not I'm not about to say that to anyone. I don't think the Yankees I don't think the Yankees think that they're that they're going to go win the World Series. They're going to win the East. They should win the East and they should have a good a good or better chance than anybody. But Anything can happen. Like it, you just you have to have the right mix of health and luck in the playoffs to to get there. I think there's really not, the, the sample sizes are so small 
come playoff time that it really doesn't matter. I, I you know, very rarely to me it, it, it seems that the the most talented team wins. Who thought the Nationals were going to win the World right. Series last year? Right. They were one of the worst teams in baseball for two months. You know, I think they were eighteen and thirty something like that at, at one point. So. I, I mean, I, I, I love your. I, I would. I hope that happens. What, what you said. I hope that happens. I. It just. It's such a crapshoot. But they've built a team. They've built an organization that that for the next for the foreseeable future will be competing for division titles and going to the playoffs. Then you hope you get lucky. I'm surprised you didn't give us your declaration, Phil, with we're going to win Twins as a backdrop to that. You know, the only reason... The <laughs> automatic win the division. Honestly, like, full disclosure, on air production, the only reason I didn't is because we have a new a new audio storage screen in here, <laughs> and I couldn't find it fast you enough. for it. But I, I am on, I am on the, the Bombas page right now. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't have came down so hard on you if, if you would have done that. I would have been more into it. The only page I'm on right now, the only the only thing I can give you is the sweet crack of a Josh Donaldson home run. Oh, well, let's hear that. drive, first pitch. It's two to nothing. The rain has come again. Oh, this guy's a money player. These games in September are huge, and he is coming up huge. And everybody's dancing in the rain in the Braves' dugout as Josh Donaldson makes it 2-0. One thing that we should talk about, possibly the best post-home run celebration going in baseball right now. Now, the Yankees have the thing where... You get into the dugout, and aren't they like they're like filming you? Kind of, they, they do like a camera kind of a pose. I Josh think they Don- stole that from the Astros. But okay, yeah. shocking. <laughs> we'll get to that too. By the way, Josh Donaldson hits a home run, and he walks into the Braves dugout, and they hand him an umbrella, and he carries the umbrella all the way <laughs> to the other good. end of the clubhouse <laughs> or dugout, and then they they shower him with like you know water and seeds. I thought it's, it's a great <laughs> celebration. Bump, dump a bubble gum bucket on the top of the yeah. umbrella. I, you know. what? I thought I would get annoyed throughout the the postseason run because I, I watched I'd say most of the playoffs last year and it was an entertaining postseason. Um, I thought I would get tired of the uh, Adam Eaton Howie Kendrick like race car thing that they do. The what is it like a drag race? One either one of them hits a home run, they both find each other, head to the end of the dugout, and vroom, vroom, it's very like crazy. She's really upshifting hard, and uh, I thought I'd get annoyed by it. I didn't. It still makes me laugh. I think, I think you have to. I think you have to bring the umbrella celebration. To the Twins, right? A hundred percent. That's not Atlanta. hundred percent. That's Josh Donaldson's. Yeah, they'll, well, I, they're, you know they're going to have a one of those. Didn't they give Prince umbrellas away like two years ago? Sure did. Yeah. They, there's still it's some of those laying again. around in the back room. <laughs> so <laughs> he'll, he'll inevitably, inevitably he'll have one of those. I will say because I was kind of dumping on your your parade there, Phil. Like I do think this is the most talented team in the division. I do think that even with the question marks about pitching that I think still exist. They should win 90 games, like, projection. And, and projection systems don't peg you to win 90 games. They take they take awesome teams, and I think, what were the Twins pegged for? Do you remember, Glenn, last year? It was like 87 or 88 wins. And, I don't think they were in that high. Okay. Before, like, preseason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They, they, they were probably, I, I would imagine, maybe, yeah, maybe low, mid, low to mid 80s. And they're basically looking at it and saying, like, this is a this is a super talented team. I remember talking with somebody on the Twins, and I said, uh, like, the projection systems think you're there. And they said, well... Yeah, and that's cool. Like the numbers can can put us there. It means that's like our baseline. But now all of a sudden, this internal development that we see coming, and I see myself having a better year than the numbers are going to say. And this guy thinks the same thing. And all of a sudden, you can start to see where those extra wins come. I'm jacked up about a low to mid eighties win projection. Well, and I think those projections are based largely off of of run differential, are they not? How many runs they predict you're going to score? How many runs they predict you're going to allow? And taking kind it's of be what a they. Huge part of it estimate what 
players are going to get the playing time and, and, and how well they're going to do and all that. So that was another, you know, kind of back to my adding adding wins is adding wins. Um, if you score a thousand runs and give up eight hundred, it's the same as scoring six hundred and giving up four hundred. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Plus two hundred, I think. It, if my yeah. math holds up, I mean, up. you know, just theoretically, yeah. like I mean, that's, they scored nine hundred fifty or whatever it, last so, year. You know, if, yeah. if you if you outscore teams in that manner, it, it, it whether you prevent them or score them. And it, here's to your point on small sample size, Glenn. Awesome offense, like wonderful offense, all of last year. Seven runs in three games in October. So, like, I'm not saying they're a crappy offense because seven runs. I'm saying a great offense. Scored seven runs and baseball happens. Yeah, I mean that's how I look at it. Donaldson to left and hit an absolute ton. You think oh that, my goodness! Do you think that series is different? Oh, man, if Josh Donaldson's playing third base, is that series different, Phil? The Yankees series? Yeah. I'd have to go back and kind of game by game, but I, the Twins bats went cold. Everything just, I mean, just a little three run bombo like that can flip a game, flip a series. I don't know if one. I, don't, I mean, who knows? Like if he, if he hits an extra three run homer, then maybe it is different. They, I don't think they win the series because of Josh Donaldson. Not last year's series, but maybe this year. Listen to this one. Oh. Swing and a high five. <laughs> Did he ever hit a bomb off you? Besides the foul no, ball, no. I think I. I uh... I, th- I think, I mean, I, I struck him out the one time, and then um, I want to say that I might have faced him the year before. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't remember. Um, I think I faced him early on because he had like a weird, and I, and I'm again talking about his quotes yesterday. Like he, he said he's, he can offer a unique perspective because he's been the worst player in the big leagues. He's been sent down a bunch of times. He's been at the top. He didn't say that I won an MVP, but he he was talking Doesn't about how to. he's right, how <laughs> he's had this 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 career that's kind of covered the whole spectrum. And I remember he got traded to from he came up signed by the Cubs, I believe, and then got traded to the to the A's. Yep. Um and he was a catcher and then he ended that's up getting right. moved to the infield. And I do remember early on in his career where you know, I don't remember if it was like he was a prospect or like if he was supposed to be really good and then he was struggling, like he couldn't get hits or what. But I remember I remember being out there early on, and I don't know if I faced him out there or not, but I remember early on when he was struggling really bad. And it might have even been then once he once it clicked for him and he was raking, and you're like, holy crap, like this guy hit like 110 last year. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't remember. I, I, I think I, I might have faced him a couple times. He never hit a homer off me. I I, I don't. Remember that, yeah. Better believe I'll have the split stats for the second segment here, and I, oh, we're all. I'd be curious we're, we're to know. I, 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 seats for that. I don't. Fun. I don't. Um, and I don't remember. Fa- I don't remember facing him after. Uh, okay. After the, the, the incident, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll dig those. We'll, we'll dig those stats up, and we want to get your thoughts on the Astros cheating scandal too, and all the different news that's that's come out the last couple of weeks. And uh, if you guys are new to the Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on baseball, why don't you uh, find it on the Score North app for free? You can also find it on Apple or Spotify. And please give the show a five-star review and uh, say something nice about Glenn in the comment section. He needs that validation. I need to, I need to pick me up. Yep. We'll be back with more Glenn Perkins on baseball here on Score North. Hey there, it's Phil Mackey for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. And Federated is here to give business owners out there peace of mind. You pour your life and energy into a business, and the last thing you want is for something to happen that puts you on the defense. And that's where Federated comes in. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, over a century of experience in standing behind business owners. If you're a business owner, 
and you want some more peace of mind, go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about your local Federated Marketing Representative. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here from my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. This copyrighted show is presented by authority of the Office of Score North. It may not be reproduced or retransmitted in any form with the accounts and descriptions of this show. It may not be disseminated without express written consent of Phil Mackey and Score North. Thank you, Glenn Perkins. Yes. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball, part of the Score North Twin Show, hosted by Derek Wetmore, usually. But then when Glenn comes in here, he put Derek, puts Derek in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find Josh Donaldson's numbers off of Glenn Perkins? It says he's only got three ABs off you there with you one go. hit and a strikeout. One hit and a long foul ball. Yeah. Um, Those don't count for runs. That's just I, a strike. I, 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 if I remember right, it was a jam shot to the left that fell in front of the left fielder. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Little little blooper. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> Bleeder off his knuckles. No, yeah. I, I really do. I really do think I jammed him because I, I think that was it. Was like uh, like I I was a, a pretty good reliever at that time, and and he was hitting a hundred something, and I was like, how the hell did this guy just like <laughs> fist one into the outfield off me? I wonder if he has like a, a memory like this because it's all, like Molitor always shocked me with these. Ken like, Griffey Jr. remembered me pitching against him when he was with the White Sox. No way. Yes, I, I was blown away. Wow. We were out in, uh, we must have been in Mexico for, with Nike. Wow. And we were talking one night, sitting there talking, and I was like, yeah, man, I faced you right at the end with, uh, I was, you know, with the Twins or whatever. I'm like, you were with the White Sox. And um, he's like, yeah, the blooper, I hit a blooper. I reached my, stuck my bat out and hit it over the shortstop. What? It's <laughs> like, Dude, yeah. I, I love that I was stuff. pissed. That was <laughs> like, <laughs> it ruined my day, man. Yeah. Uh, Forgot about he he played for the White Sox for what one or two years. He's, what a he random threw, stop. He threw Cuddy out at home in that. I remember game. that in the yes. game, game one sixty three. Yes, that was that was Griff that threw him out. The oh. other game one sixty three. Um, also a very good one. Game one sixty three. A one right. yeah. game. Nick Blackburn's peak. So I'll let you get into the cheating scandal and everything like this, but I, I want to say this on the Josh Donaldson episode on Josh Donaldson week here at Score North. He's one of those guys. Griffey's one of those guys too. That in my memory, it seems like there are a couple of different players. Like, you do know what I mean? Like, at a couple different stages of their career. Like, it, when he said he was the worst player in the majors the other day at the press conference, I, I had to stop and think. I said, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oakland Josh Donaldson, like 2012. And then Toronto Josh Donaldson. It feels like different guys entirely. And now, nope, it's the same guy. And his road happens to lead to Minnesota through Atlanta. Like, he's one of those guys for me, Glenn, that's just... As I think back on his career, I forget that, oh, yeah, that was the same guy. That was the same person. Homer Bailey is the perfect example of this, too, by the way, because he was good, and then he was kind of middling, and now he's a twin. Yeah. I, it's like Donovan McNabb played for the Vikings. <laughs> and didn't he play for the Washington Somebody said that the other Just like, throwing six what? hoppers to receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Donovan McNabb's first press conference at training camp in front of the Minnesota media. We're here in Mankato at training camp. And he spent like five minutes going over all the great fast food options in Mankato. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right. Don't yeah, there's a Burger King over here. Oh, man, there's a Wendy's. You guys ever have that Frisco burger? <laughs> Maybe don't invite the, I don't even know. <laughs> the conversation. So, all right. 
What are your thoughts on this whole... I guess there's two parts to this. The, the Astros and baseball cheating scandal. There's using videos and and you know zooming in on catcher signs and then banging trash cans. And then there's... And it's at, at this point, it's still allegedly... Guys having buzzers on the insides of their of their jerseys. What do you think of all of it? And yeah, the floor it, is yours. you got to tread lightly on the buzzer thing because that's just that's really just rumors. If that stuff's true, that's 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 the worst thing. That's worse to me than than gambling on your own team to win. You know what Pete Rose did. I, I, I like that's that's cheating in competition. Um, I think the other stuff is still cheating in competition. It's just you know player wise those guys the one guy that like admitted to being a part of it i mean he got fired from the you know it was carlos beltran mm-hmm. um you know and and so he's not going to be in baseball anymore jeff lunau is not going to be in baseball anymore uh who's the what's the manager's name um, aj hinch aj hinch he's not going to be in baseball anymore alex core is not going to be in baseball anymore they kind of got the same thing in a different way that Pete that, that Pete rose got those guys, I cannot imagine that anyone's going to touch those guys. Do you think so, though? Because I, I was asking Patrick the same thing the other day, and Royce says, "Give let, they got to sit out their suspension, of course, but that like Alex Cora is going to find his way back into a front office or something." I just that, okay. th- those guys to me that they're that's way too toxic. Sure, okay. Um, ML, I mean, they they sent as strong of a message as they could. Um, MLB did to those guys, and and to be a part of that, and to think that that's okay. Um, you know, there has to be, there has to be adults in the room and, and that's supposed to be the general manager. That's supposed to be the manager. Those guys are accountable for what happens with your team on the field, in the clubhouse. Those are the guys that, that are responsible. And, and that goes all the way to the top. And, and there's, there's been a history over the last few years of the Astros egregiously cheating the game. And you can't take the world series away from the players. You can't take those guys rings away. I'm surprised that they didn't try to take that trophy away to make them take their banner down. That to me, it, like they, what doing that, and there's no way to say, okay, well, you know, it's the same argument with steroids. Well, you still got to hit the ball when you know what's coming. It's not that stinking hard. It, this this it, is like, a, a much more. This is a much more aggressive advantage for hitters than ster- than the steroid. It, era, absolutely, right? it is. In in. It's it's hard to hit a baseball. It's hard when when a guy throws ninety five and then has a slider or a, or a, a good split finger, a changeup, or something like that. It, it's a heck of a lot easier when you know what's coming. Like that was the whole Joe Maurer thing. I, his at bat against their oldest Chapman, he's throwing one hundred and three miles an hour, and he kept f- fouling him off. And he's like, I know that I'm not going to swing at his slider, so it's just a matter of time until I square one up. And that's a guy throwing over a hundred. So when somebody's throwing ninety, ninety two, ninety five. And and you know it that that's coming. It doesn't. Ma- it really doesn't matter how hard it is. And when it's that slow, th- it's going to get hit. Like those guys are going to square that ball up. It's it's really not. They're those guys are so good at hitting that if they know what's coming, they're going to hit it. And small sample size caveat applies. But what the Astros did against the Dodgers, you know how those guys hit at home versus how they hit on the road. What Clayton Kershaw did at home versus on the road. It, it's hard not to draw some conclusions that that it helped them more than people are letting on. I don't think there's any debate. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's no debate that, that they did it. I, I think that the, the, like all that stuff has not maybe been admitted, but it's been proven. Yeah. There's no, I mean, there's no debate on the, on the banging of the trash cans right. and the cameras. Yep. There's still debate about the buzzers, but then when, when the buzzer thing gets sent out and it gets, and it gets floated out by, I mean, it was like Carlos Beltran's niece or some burner account. But when you have 
Trevor Bauer and other pitchers retweeting that and saying, I've heard the same thing from multiple people. So yeah, let, but let's, let's, it, it, it gets very conspiracy theory-ish, though. Like like El Tuve coming in after he hit that home run where he's like holding and it. Somebody said, oh, it looks like he's saying, I'm wearing, a, I have a wire on or whatever. Like, I got a piece. I got a piece. When, you, when, you, yeah. when, you're, when you're lip reading, like you can make yourself believe you see anything. So I, 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 I don't, I mean, it, it definitely, did it look shady? Yeah, it did. For sure. Like he's yeah. running in there like, don't rip my jersey off. Um, but also like you, maybe that thing would be under his other shirt too, unless he was, unless he was going bare chest. Uh, under the jersey, but um, again, I yeah, you just you, you, that that stuff. If if that if that comes out, then that's a whole new thing. And I don't. You, there's no point in waiting into that until if and when something yeah. comes out. Have, but. have you have you heard this clip? This is from two years ago. Alex Bregman after a big postseason home run in a in a press conference interaction. Just want to play this. Are you looking for him to make a mistake, or or what are you hunting there? Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was looking for. Maybe that pitch. I mean, like whether it's whether Picture it's a buzzer or a trash too. can. Yeah. I mean, he has Bregman and Altuve have become the faces of this because of their performances in these big spots, the the road home splits, especially for Altuve, and I and and also the brashness. I mean, Bregman's just a really cocky, brash guy, and that's just his personality. I really want to see here going into 2020. And you can speak to this sort of from a pitcher standpoint. Mike Clevenger came out, and we can play that audio too. I mean, I want to know how these guys are going to be treated by opposing pitchers and fans. My only question is: is how many games in a row, how many at bats in a row are they going to get thrown at? Because it's going to happen. Like I, 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 you know, hell, Delman Young threw his bat and hit an umpire and was a jackass in the minor leagues and got beaned in his first at bat yep. in the big leagues. These guys cheated fellow big leaguers. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see. And, and you know, over the years, I, 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 and even now, I don't condone, like, if, so, if some guy does something like hitting him with a baseball isn't, isn't fair. I'd have a hard time arguing that, that here. I, I agree, I, man. I, I, you know, it, it's still the same rules apply there. Don't throw at a guy's head. But I, I have a feeling that these guys are going to be getting knocked down, getting balls thrown behind them, getting balls thrown at them, getting hit a lot this year. And whether that's, their first five at bats of the season, or the first five series of the season, or you know, every time they face a new team, they're going to hit them. I, there's there's no doubt in my mind that retaliation here is is due, and and that they'll get what they deserve. Um, you, you know, you have an obligation if you're if you're the if it, it's opening day and you're the starting pitcher for the opposing team. I mean, wouldn't you feel an obligation to throw at one of these guys? Yeah, I, 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 think. I think there's almost no chance that they don't get hit in their first, both of those guys in their first at bats. And I don't know. I mean, maybe just because they're the faces. Maybe they're, if, if they, those weren't, if they did this, if they, if you know, whoever was benefiting from from all this stuff, they're not the only two guys. Yeah, they know? are. They but are most primed to take it, advantage because of their skill set. Yeah. You know, like you could tell me a curveball is coming. All right, thanks. <laughs> you'll, you still, tell, you'll still poop your pants. You tell one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like they can go get on top of it. So it's it's. I think that's why they're the faces of it, Phil, is because like that's what's so disappointing to me. I mean, I, I'll join you guys up on the soapbox. Like it's so. These guys are really, really freaking good hitters. Without this. So yeah. then when you feel the need to then, like you said, Glenn, you're cheating sort of the fraternity. Mm-hmm. You're you're running guys out of the big leagues. Guys get sent down because you went deep on them, and then they might never be back. But cool, you got your home run. You got your contract. You yeah. got your World Series. Yeah. It's, it's 
for that reason, for me, it's I mean, all that, pretty that was, gross. You know that that was like that was. I think it was Dan Nolte when all the steroid stuff came out, and and at the time he was like, I was just trying to hang on. I was trying to have a job. He goes, I never saw it from the other side that that I took advantage of something that somebody else didn't. So I got paid. I got my job, and those and and I kept other guys from getting jobs because I cheated. And you know it, this is the same kind of thing that they yeah. There's there's no doubt in my mind that there's guys that got torched by the Astros, uh, not just those two guys, that got torched by that team that probably didn't deserve it and might not have never gotten a chance. There's a there's just a quick, it's like a minute clip here. So do you know Mike Clevenger at all? Do you uh, ever cross a, paths? A, a little bit, yeah. I, I talked to him uh, a couple years ago when I did some Facebook games. That's right. We talked to him. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I, I think he's a, a, a guy that has, he's a well-thought-out opinion. And he's know? And he's got strong opinions on this. Don't get me wrong, that lineup... That's another part that pisses me off. That lineup's talented enough that I think if they just had the due diligence to do the regular baseball shit, pick when I'm tipping, whatever, they'd, be, they'd do damage. You have buddies that if they knew what was coming would be perennial all-stars in the big leagues, dude. There's a lot more that the public doesn't see because you don't see the, the money being placed. You don't see guys going up and down. So you're not seeing those guys literally working their ass off to finally get a glimpse that literally living off their parents, like taking two different jobs in the offseason, not even being able to have to lift at 2 a.m., bro. I've been there. I've been there. I've had to do that. I've had to live with my mom so I got to the big leagues. Now you're telling me that someone could have potentially shorted my career or sent me back down, made me figure shit out because they knew what I was doing when I was in their park? So many guys are... There's more to it, but, I mean, you get the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my feelings mutual. I, I think that that's... That's not that's the part that that people don't see is you know what what are you what are you leaving in your wake when you're when you're doing that yeah because we see him facing you Darvish who will be fine no matter what happens we see him facing Kenley Jansen who will be fine well, no and matter it's, what it's, happens it's so funny how you go back and and all these guys think they're tipping their pitches when they're facing the Astros in Houston I mean how many like it was both of those guys it was Kershaw you know it like. There's so many guys. You're like God. Like why are why are how what are they picking up that that nobody else is that these guys are tipping their pitches just there. And actually, now that I remember, wasn't it wasn't it Max Scherzer that gave up a two run homer in the first inning of the World Series? Maybe even in Houston. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'd have to go back and see. And he was, and then he and then he just went bonkers the rest of the game. And one of the post game interviewers asked him, "Hey, what what was the adjustment?" Oh, and, and he's this and, Steven Strasburg. Strasburg, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Strasburg said. I was. Uh, we found th- that I was tipping my pitches, and I wonder if it was more complicated than like, oh, I was flaring my, I was flaring my glove in the World Series. Like, they probably started using different, like changing their signs every inning, and yep. you know, because that's that, that. Like, if if that's what you're going to do, the, the way to combat that is is change your. You got to change your signs every, every inning time. because I, I think really the only way that they can do it is record an inning, and then while the Astros are out pitching. They're going and break it down. All right, these are the signs they gave. So this is the pitch that was thrown. These are the you know. So you could be, write yeah. that all down. If a guy gives five signs, you can write down. Okay, these are the five signs. This is the pitch. And, you know, and you do that for fifteen or twenty pitches in the inning. At some point, you're going to see a pattern. Or where, get okay, a computer. Every to do time, it. the, it's, every it's, time it's the third advanced. sign was a. So so now what you have to do is every inning you're going to have to switch stuff up. So honestly, it's it's so I I heard from so I have a, a I'll just say. Uh, someone not affiliated with the Twins, but that was a major league coach on the on in the 2017 season, and his team played against the Astros enough. And he told me off the record, we didn't know what they were doing, and there's a couple other teams too, but we knew that within five pitches they would steal our signs 
we knew we knew that they had he as he described it that they had some sort of computer software that they would enter the sequences into, yeah, and then the computer would unscramble sure, it yeah. and tell you within five or six sure. pitches what the signs are. And so they would be they would be so paranoid every inning, just figuring out okay what like instead as he described it, and I've never you know this is this is your language instead of doing like how many outs there are and then the pitch or whatever. I mean, the answer here is you have to make your science complicated, right? But that's a pain in the ass if you got you know a pitcher. Yeah, a pitcher. no, it's because you end up you end up inevitably you end up crossing the catcher up because it, especially if you're changing that much, it's um you know we had a guy in college that that would just write down what the third base coach did, so yeah. he'd write down his sequence. That was my job on the team, Glenn. And then not shocking. <laughs> I can't hey, believe he goes you didn't to his ear and his other. I can't ears. believe you didn't play shortstop and bat third. He grabbed his crotch. You athlete. <laughs> Uh, Do you see that? Um, but so he would write all that stuff down, and and by the second or third inning, we'd have their bun sign, you'd have their steel sign, all those things. And, sure. And Steve Little never wrote it down, but he was incredible at that stuff, just by watching a guy and knowing typically what the markers are. And that's the thing is that there's really from from just off the top of my head, maybe four or five different ways that you can give multiple signs. Because they still have to be simple enough that you're not out there like, okay, what the heck? No, so now he had his he had his glove here, and then he gave me those signs. And then all right, now okay, there's there's two outs, but there's one strike. So you can't make it super complicated because you're you're still trying to have a flow. Yeah, you know, it can only take a second or two. So, um, what are you okay with in terms of where to draw the signs? If so, we had we had Joe Mauer on the show last week, and and you know, Joe went in on this pretty good. And said, I, I put this type of cheating in the same category of steroids. And he said, where I kind of draw the line is, hey, if I'm on second base and yeah. I'm if I, and I'm leaning over and I pick something up and I and I touch my ear, you know, like where as a pitcher do you draw the line? What are you okay with? And where and where? Yeah, and I, I, I don't think that stuff even really happens anymore because there's there's so there became so much awareness about that, um, you know that it, it was funny. Like when I when I would throw to Suzuki, he would look. He would look at the hitter. If the hitter wasn't looking, he'd give me just one sign. If there was a guy in second, like the guy was checking, you know, where the second baseman was, where the shortstop was, he'd just throw one sign down because he's like, they're not watching. You know, even though we were, I was, I was, my whole career, I was second sign. And if I shook, it was the first sign. So he'd give like five signs. And if I shook, then whatever the first sign. And a lot of times then he would just put one sign down. And just knowing like people aren't looking as much. And, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, you you can do that stuff. I I caught a guy. I caught a guy one time looking in, and I stepped off and stared him down. And he he like deer in a headlights was like, oh crap, he just saw me. It wasn't Josh Donaldson, was no. it? No, okay. looking in from second, or they're trying to look in from and first. the batter's box from second. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, he oh. just got put in the hall. Of, he just got voted into the Hall of Fame the other day. <laughs> wow, you faced Larry Walker. Great career yeah, for Larry old. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> I hung around a long time. Um, yeah, I looked oh, back at him one time, story. and he was he was looking in and like like was so focused on what the catcher was doing that I <laughs> you know I don't know and like if you catch a guy you're not you're not going to retaliate because it's like I mean what are you supposed to not look at the right, catcher's right, signs you're right, right there but I, and I don't know if it was like he was like holy crap I was so like zoned out that I didn't realize the pitcher That's was stepped funny. off staring at me or what but I remember looking at me like deer in the headlights. <laughs> And he just walked back, and then when I came in, I was like, "Hey, I think we got to, you know, we probably got to keep an eye on them at second. Like, they're looking for signs, you know that that." But everybody does that. I mean, that's, you're not going to get that junior um, gift basket. Sorry. Um, Robin Yount told this, told a story a long time ago that the only reason he's in the Hall of Fame, the only reason he has 300 hits or 3,000 hits, is because of Paul Molitor. That Molly would be at second base, and they had their own sign system uh, about how where he would lead off, whether he would cross his legs over or if he shuffled. 
was what pitch if it was an off-speed pitch or a fastball. Gosh. And Robin Young said, that's why I'm in the Hall of Fame. Because Paul Molitor would get on well, set. He'd hit, Paul Molitor hit a double and tell me what was coming. Same same thing as like Altuve and Bregman, though. It's like they're not all-stars because of this. They go from all-stars to you know Hall of Fame class. Yeah, but He's probably just being modest. That stuff's happened forever, and that's fine. I mean, that's that's gamesmanship. Like, you know, first base coaches, third base coaches, if you're leaning in and looking, I mean, that's that's... That, that's all part of the game. I'm Using take cameras it. and breaking it down and, and having a computer spit out algorithms is not. That's that's not it at all. Okay, I'm going to take it a step further, and you you squash me down if this is not fair play. You're studying a pitcher. He's been in the big leagues for three, four months, whatever. You're facing him in August, and you have a video guy or gal studying his past starts and getting their signs. Hey, this is one they kind of typically go with or whatever. I want to know that. Any any TV Before camera, a game. any TV camera. Yeah. I mean, I think if it's a, if it's a, the, what the Astros did is had a, a separate you can't have that closed circuit and, it, and in game. <laughs> I the, mean, because a the, lot of times you see a, you'll see the catcher give signs on TV, so that. But you got, I mean, pitchers got to well, be. Am I supposed to ignore that? No, like, you're not. Right, Pitch, you got to be better than it. You got to if 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 that's the case, then you mix it up. Yeah, agreed. Um, and and that's and that's fine. I mean, it's not a secret that ninety eight percent of pitchers a one is a fastball. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like a, a two is a curveball, a three is a slider, a shake is a changeup. Like that's been this, that's been like that ever since yeah. the slider and the curveball and the fastball came about. And, sure. I, and I believe that the because because you guys in the clubhouse the, the the game feed is on right in the, in the on the clubhouse TVs. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's the fi- not it's like Fox cheating. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. But I think there's enough of a delay where you it's wouldn't an eight or ten second delay. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to yeah. be like oh like bang. You know, well, and so they got they actually got rid of the the live feed now, which is yep. annoying. Be like up in the press box, yep. like you know, you want to. It's a ten second delay. Yeah, for this reason. Yeah. So, well, so ba- the reason that happened, and just to just to tie up one more thing, Major League Baseball knew that this stuff was going on, 2017, 18, and last year, apparently, according to just people who are more plugged in than I am, they had someone monitoring the video room in every stadium this year. Yeah, just the, making the, sure that like who are you calling? Like what are you doing in those video rooms? So they, the replay they guy, yeah, yeah, has somebody has an has a, like an MLB employee sit next to him. And that wasn't the case in 2017. I don't know. I don't have any problem using video to find signs, but I don't want it going on during the game, and I don't want that communication yeah. like with the dugout. That to me, it's just like I get how you could think about that if you don't care about rules, but like for me personally, I'm just speaking for my own self. I love the hidden game of like finding advantages, especially if you don't know, I know. But this to me is not even something I would have like considered. No, it's just cheating. It's just ethically wrong too. Forget yeah, the rules. That, yeah, and that's 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 where like you talk about Cora getting another job or Hinch getting another job. Like when you're in that dugout like that, man. I I just there's that the second they get hired, that's the first thing they're going to get asked about. And when you see a guy. When you see a guy, even even Cora, I mean, now granted he gets named in that thing as like the architect of it, but he won a World Series two years ago with the with the Red Sox, and they had no problem letting him go. A player that was involved in it never even managed a game. They hired him like forty eight hours before that. They're like, eh, you got to go. That shows the toxicity of those guys. So for 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 them to to get, I mean, that's you want to go down that road? I I don't. I, I don't. I don't love that. Fascinating, man. Well. Good to have you back here, and fun recapping Josh Donaldson Day and cheating in baseball. We'll keep an eye on the forecast, so the next time it snows, I'll come on up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
little charter a flight. Just yeah. avoid 35W. Does this thing have a helicopter pad on the top? <laughs> we'll, we'll, oh, yeah. It actually we'll, does. We'll yeah, get you the Kobe chopper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been the Scorner Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball. And if you enjoy the show, again, we, we ask you to please subscribe on Apple or Spotify to the Scorner Twin Show and give us a five-star review. I'm Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Glenn Perkins, the All-Star.